This is episode 138 with Dave Powell to Bain. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on Your Impactful Journey. Legends, here's an epic episode that'll have you giving you a good big belly laugh, but also making you fully inspired to take action in your life. Dave Powell Tabane is a three times Kettlebell World Champion. He's a best selling author, creator of the 30 Day Challenge, and he's also fast becoming an iconic Aussie legend. In this chat, we dive into his philosophies and strategies around how to eat, think, and do to be the best version of yourself. Speaking of these pillars, just a quick note to let you all know that functional medicine practitioner Carl Hewan and I are doing the fourth round of our online program, which is called Enhancing and Optimizing Your Gut Health and Gut-Brain Connection, and that's kicking off January 28th in 2020. So if you're keen to create clarity and improvement in your health and well-being, to experience immediate shifts in how you feel, and also to ensure long-term health, check out all the info at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health. You can also see some testimonials on there of how this program has significantly helped some of the previous participants. Back to Dave Powell to Bain. He's an extremely passionate legend and just a little word of warning to all the parents who are listening with their kids in ear distance, Dave drops a lot of F-bombs in this episode, but he does it in a very genuine Dave Powell to Bain, passionate kind of way. However, for all those parents listening uh, and anyone with anything to do with children, for that matter, in the second half of this episode, you'll love hearing Dave talk about his change in trajectory that now sees him writing children's books. They're number one bestsellers of children's books, for that matter, mostly about bullying and uh, teaching kids how to grow beyond their challenges and become the victor instead of the victim. But don't worry, there's no F-bombs or the like in those books. So in that last part of the chat, you'll hear us talking about the Pow Man, and that's the main character in his books. But Dave actually dresses up in, in his Lycra suit, his Pow Man Lycra suit, and travels around the country making his Pow impact. <laughs> so it's well worth following him on social media to see him doing things like racing trams, helping sick kids at the Starlight Foundation, giving away books, mingling with families, and just being a downright legend. There's an abundance of value from this episode, plenty of gold knowledge bombs. So listen in, take notes, listen again, share it around with anyone else that you think will love a good belly laugh and a lot of value. So now let's hear from the legend himself, Dave Powell 
to Bain. Dave, you bloody legend. You're known for a lot of things in this world and we're going to unpack some interesting, intriguing, impactful aspects of your story. One of the things that you're really well known for is your 30-day challenges. Talk to us a little bit about that. I'd love to unpack some of the philosophies and concepts around that. What is the 30-day challenge? Where did it come from? How does it work? Mate, so uh, mate, good to be here. And mate, the 30-day challenge was is is my attempt to help people um, create some better structure and routines in their life. Now, how it all started, man, was... Um, you know, I started my little, a little kettlebell gym in the backyard garden shed. We didn't even have electricity. We had five kettlebells, five of the first kettlebells and three bits of carpet and a deaf dog named Bunny in the corner. So it was quite humble beginnings. But kettlebell training for me provided me, uh, uh, you know, uh, some, something that I, like a tool. It was kind of like a, how you say, it was a training tool. It got me moving, got me putting my energy into something that benefited me at a time where I really needed it. And then I, from that point there, I started training my sister, saw her really just find some confidence and really just absolutely start crushing life once she started to realize how much she was, well, she was capable of. And um, the challenge was basically what happened, man, is, you know, I, was, I, had, uh, I had five clients at the time. And, um, and this is like really, really small, man, you know, like, but to me, five clients meant the world to me. It meant everything. It was, I thought I was the best ever. So, um, you know, it was at a time where, I remember one client, um, you know, everyone's getting results and rocking it, but kettlebells is very new and functional training wasn't even heard of. It was only like bodybuilding marathon running. What actually happened is one of my clients um, told me, you know, she waited till the class finished and then she started bawling her eyes out, waited till everyone left. And she was in tears and she started telling me she's getting no results and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Now, mind you, she was the best client I had. She was getting stronger, fitter, more flexible, all this amazing stuff. But in her own mind, the way she was judging herself, was what she let, then later let on was that she couldn't fit into her favorite pair of jeans because it was her 40th birthday the next week. And so I'm going, whoa, you know, like you're doing all this amazing stuff, but then you can't even see that because the way you're measuring yourself is from these jeans that, were, that she just happened to pull out of a cupboard. And so I was like, look, you know, I kind of got thrown under the bus. She was like, look, you either get me results or I'm leaving. So I was sort of put on the spot. And, you know, I went through this bit of a journey of finding out, okay, how do we get better results and all this kind of stuff. And I found out after the next three months of her writing a food diary that she was a fucking liar. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was tracking all this food and doing all these things. And she was fucking lying to me and lying to herself for three months, man. I, and, I, and funny enough, I actually nearly, nearly quit. I was like, man, if I can't get people results, she was really writing me. And what I found out is like most people actually lie to themselves in regards to you know, the, the food, what they eat, think they do. Like they, they think they eat pretty well. You know, they tell themselves they're not too bad. And then they go, oh, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing the best I can and all this sort of stuff. And, and I saw that the formula wasn't serving her and it hadn't been serving her for the last fucking 20 years. So there needed to be a bit of a paradigm shift for her to understand what she was actually doing to herself. So from that point is I started to realize that people needed structure. They needed time, like a date and time to get started. Uh, that that was quite powerful. Um, and a bit of re-education, Kating, on um, you know what they eat, think, and do. So my whole philosophy with it, Ben, is you know we are a byproduct of what we eat, what we think, and what we do. And if we eat shit, think shit, we do shit all about it, we most likely become the shit version of ourselves. And I guarantee you, anyone who's following that kind of philosophy probably talking a lot of shit as well. So the <laughs> challenge is, I, I started to um, we we do it three times a year after Christmas period in the middle of winter when everyone else has fallen off. If you can stay on look after yourself in winter and have that awareness around your, your, um, your habits, 
come summer, you're rocking it. You know, it's, um, and then we do it before Christmas period of time. So it's just a time where you up your standards, make better choices for yourself. And uh, it's been wildly successful with, you know, we've done, oh man, I think I've, I've done like 10 to 12,000 people um, over the last couple of years and like all around Australia. And we've done it in five countries around the world and it works everywhere because we're all human. And, um, you know, the, the philosophies we go through with it are very simple to understand. And it's all about making things uh, complementary to your life rather than complicated. It's very simple. That's what we really cool thing about it. Um, so when man, when you say fun. you've done yeah. it, what do you mean by done it in, in different places around the world and different places around the country? How does it look like in operation? Do you go well, somewhere man, I, and run yeah. it with coaches for that 30 days? Yeah, so I team up with, um, you know, gym, gym owners or trainers in different parts of the world and um, I show them how to run this program so then they too can actually carry on running their own kind of programs like this using the same philosophy uh, but in their own style because everyone's got their own flair and the way they teach and deliver and, and train their clients. So, um, man, yeah, the, uh, the world tour we did was to Germany, it was England, New Zealand, America. And then we did all the strain ones. So five countries, that was uh, one of the tour legs. Uh, and that's how we do it. So I'm like literally boots on the ground going to these locations and, and, um, and, and running these seminars and staying in contact via Facebook groups and text messages and all that sort of stuff throughout the whole month. And then for the locations that I can uh, logistically get back to is I go back and visit them on day 30 and give some points to continue on the next 90 days. You know, because it's really just a lifestyle change, man. It's just cleaning up your lifestyle, um, as simply put. Well, that's what I was going to say. Why 30 days? Because I assume that you're not just wanting people to implement these strategies for the 30 days and then fall off the rails or fall off the bandwagon <laughs> again. I imagine that your vision is to enable people to create a healthy way of life. Well, check this, mate. If I was selling the for life challenge, people go, fuck that. I'm too, I've already got too many challenges in my life. Fucking for life challenge. That's bullshit. <laughs> right? So all I do is give people a window, a look in the window of what they are capable of. Mm. And it's a short period of time. It's achievable. And at that point there, once they get momentum, they've, of course, they're going to carry it on. So a lot of people sit back and judge challenges and all that kind of stuff. Just go, motherfucker. Stop criticizing and judging people. It's just the first step in their journey. And understand that. It's, yes, it's a 30-day thing, but it's, it's getting them to a better place than where they are today, which is progress. Mm. You know, and, um, and that's really important because you know, it's like, um, how can you say, um, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, I, I have seen trainers like judge challenges and things like this in a negative way. Like A, because they don't understand it. So B, they shouldn't be even saying anything to begin with. But, uh, but see, it's because they haven't figured out the powerful uh, nature of running these programs where you set a time, you set the rules and standards, and you empower your people and coach them and get behind them through that period of time. It's no different to training up for a fight or training up for a, uh, you know, a Spartan race or something like that, having that, that period to, um, you know, to dedicate yourself to, to go after a certain result. And, you know, the result we're looking for is, uh, improving people's lives so they can spend more time with their family, more time at their work, be happier uh, on the daily basis because they got their shit together when it comes to them themselves. And, and man, like to go a little bit further is, you know, we focus on what we eat, think and do because when you get your food and your mindset right, you get clarity and, and clarity uh, precedes confidence. So most people are confused out there about what to eat and so forth. So 
overloading them with boundless massive information just makes them more fucking confused. And then what people do when they're confused, and we all do, is go back to our default. Our default is not serving us. Our default might be chocolate, alcohol, stimulants, whatever it is. We go back to this and we get nowhere. So that's what I do in this program is I help people get clarity on what's going to work for them and their lifestyle, how to build their own plan around what suits them. Uh, and everyone's an individual. So everyone's got different jobs, different lifestyle, different amount of kids and all that sort of stuff. So I'll make sure they understand that and get clarity on that. And that's where the confidence component comes in. And then once they get their mindset and their training right, you know, I'm not sure if anyone listening has ever turned up to the gym, maybe running five minutes late. And then you sit in the car and you don't really feel like you say, ah, fuck it, I'm late. And then you go home or, you know, you just don't go in. Or if you do go in, you don't put a good effort in or whatever it is. Most people have nothing to focus on. So therefore, they're, they're lost when it comes to direction. And so the challenge is, hey, we have a focus month. And then people know how to apply, like, to apply the accelerator because they know what the purpose of that month is, the training sessions and all that kind of stuff. So that's another role that this whole, uh, you know, how do you say process, um, you know, this is it's kind of like the role this whole process plays in it. And the thing is, is once you've got your food and your training right, and you're feeling good about yourself, you get results and it's a positive feedback loop for the whole experience. And that creates even more momentum than outside of that man is I help people understand their environment and the role it plays on their life. And outside of that, if, I wish I had a pen right now to, to show you visually, but outside of that is your, uh, your conscious, like your conscious choices you make. Um, and, you know, so I go through these kind of factors with people in this entertaining seminar uh, which is one of a kind, dude, and that's kind of like what's made it what it is. It's not just about slamming information at people, but um, I do it in a way that empowers people. So when they get out of that seminar after the hour and a half, they're fucking ready and they've got clarity on how to get started and what they've got to do next, which uh, which has been my secret sauce, dude. That's been that seminar is super impactful, man. I'm super proud of it and I thank myself every single day for coming up with the bloody thing. Yeah, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that eat, think, do. But before we do, I want to say, Dave Powell to Bain, welcome to your life of impact. (laughs) Dude, mate, great to be here, bro. We've been connected through a mutual mate who's been on this podcast a couple of times, and that's the legendary Benny Wallington. Benny the the frother. Yeah, the frother. That's right. (laughs) Credit to you, Benny. Thanks, mate. Super grateful for this connection. Now, all right, let's go back to the eat, think, do philosophy. So the, the eat aspect, let's spend a little bit of time on that. What are your, what are your philosophies on healthy eating? Mate, out of all the different, so you've got different categories of eating and things like that. Mate, I work more on um, anyone with any background, whether they're vegan, vegetarian, they're whatever they want to do, they consume meat or whatever it is, it all suits this. So, mate, the way we do it is, uh, the way I do it is, I'm sort of giving away the secret sauce, is I get everyone in the room, before I talk about the eating side of things, I get everyone in the room to write down what they ate and, and, and consumed, ate and drank in the last 24 hours. What that does, it gives a clear snapshot of where everyone is out because most people can lie to themselves, go, yeah, I wasn't too bad, blah, 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 I know all this sort of stuff. But what I like to tell people, if you know it, but you're not doing it, you don't really know it, mm. right? And right now, even if you know it, but you're not actually, you don't have a system, a process that you you enjoy doing every week, you can know it all, but you consistently do what you, all like the easy, convenient things. Because we live in a world of convenience. We have access to the best food than ever before in history, but we have also access to the shittest stuff. 
And when we get busy and stressed and things like that and don't know how to deal with our emotions and all that, we end up fucking eating our emotions. So in the seminar, bros, I get people to do a snapshot and just reflect. And it's not to make people guilty of what they're being eating. It's to make people aware of, hey, this is my fucking default. This is what happens on a regular day, which the regular days happen more often than the better days. <laughs> and what I do is I get people to look through what they ate in the last 24 hours. And I say to them, honestly, I say, with your current knowledge, your experience, and what you have access to at your supermarket and for the resources you have, is that the best you can do? And man, you know, like it blows me away. You know, maybe one, if I'm lucky, or two people will say, yeah, I'm fucking rocking it. Because most people look down and go, holy fuck. You know, there's a reason why I'm in this room. Mm. And, you know, earlier in the seminar, as I get them to actually tell me what's their goals, why are they here? Everyone is in this room for a reason. And everyone's reasons are relevant to themselves. Now, the thing is, when I look down at their food at that point there, I say, hey, think back to your goals. Are we in line? Most people are so out of line with their goals and their actions and the way they're, they're treating them, their bodies and that. It's no wonder they're not getting closer to their goals. And it's also no wonder why they're not motivated. Because why would you apply the accelerator if you're lost to confuse? And that's where people actually get stuck is they have conflicting, confusing thoughts. And so what I do is I make sure their food, their lifestyle is in line with their goals so they actually have the ability to actually go after them. And then once they start to see the, 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 uh, the positive feedback loop, then they can start applying the accelerator and get, and get more, more, more motivated, more, you know, more driven and determined to do even better because they see their actions are getting um, the results. You know, so getting people back on that path is, is a big part of it. So, Are you um, more of the philosophy yeah. of creating a lot of education around what healthy eating actually is and healthy habits as opposed to something like calorie counting? Oh, yeah, bro. Look, it's not about that. You can, you can take these things that I do with people, right? You can take these, these lifestyle habits and then count your calories and work out your met- metabolic, uh, what do you, I can't even say the word, metabolic rate and all that kind of stuff. And you can apply them. They go hand in hand and you rock it. But I'm definitely not going out there and getting beginners and, and you know, everyday people basing everything off their calories. I'd rather yeah. someone know how to create healthy habits with themselves without having to calorie count it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then if they want to go further, I've also got other programs that they can then go further with that. Uh, but I'm all out there just getting people to understand how to make healthier choices themselves so when I leave, they're empowered. They know how to do it. I don't create dependence on myself and I also don't create dependence on counting calories. Yeah, brilliant. That's what we run our uh, gut health and gut brain connection programs and it's a lot around education of what is the gut, what does it mean, the microbiome, the attachment between the gut and the brain, how to stimulate that. Uh, and we talk about it's not – and when we talk about the food aspect, we talk about you know, don't worry about counting calories, let's count nutrients. And you can't actually yes, do that, yes. but let's think in that mindset yeah. of when you're yes, consuming more something, nutritious food. Yeah, is it nutrient dense or is it just dense? Is it correct shit energy like sugar and processed um, foods, or is it filled with nutrients that your body is going to thrive on that gives you energy and and for long term health of how we actually survive? Correct, man. And that's you know basically you know the same thing applies with dating as does food. Quality matters. 
<laughs> and so, are you speaking from so, experience uh, there, mate? Hey, hey, mate! Everyone out there has got some friends that bloody wake up after a Friday night who's got low standards, and we know what they wake up with. You know, yeah. And uh, a hangover? No, it's kidding. No arms. Uh, bad joke. Uh, in regards to that, is quality always matters. So, getting people to understand the quality of food really matters. You know, that comes first. Eat more nutritious, dense food. Have a plan that's going to an instruction, a routine that suits your lifestyle that you can fit in there. Um, you know, and do, you know, we do some basic education stuff, you know, how to build one meal, how to build one meal. What does a day consist of in westernized world? Maybe normally three meals and a couple of snacks. So boom, plan out your day around your work. Once you've got one day, you can create a week. Yeah. That's seven mm-hmm. days. So what you do is you create your fucking week. We call that, uh, I call it your perfect week. Um, you know, I don't really like the word perfect. Um, you know, there are a lot of programs about pro- progress rather than perfection, but we call it your perfect week. And what we do from that point there, once you know what you're going to do, you can then go out and write your shopping list. We call it your big shop. And so I have a booklet that has all these planned out for the fats, cars, proteins, all that kind of stuff. And once they've got the shopping list, man, they can go to the shopping center, save time, money, energy, get in, get it done, come home. And when they have all the groceries on the counter, they know what they're going to fucking make. They're not sitting there staring at all this shit that they brought because they thought this shop, I'm going to get healthy, brought all this random fucking health food. And then they start come home and look at it all confused, missing items, put it in the cupboard, pick at it and go get takeaway. So setting up that process and giving them a plan that anytime in the future they get stressed or busy, they can pull that fucking plan out, even transfer it into their phone and they've got it. They're only one shop away from getting their shit together. And that's, uh, that's, that's a big thing about this program and why I do it because I, I go around and dude, if you want me to be honest with you, this is really a mental health program that I have never told anyone is a mental health program, mm. right? I've been doing this for, well, I've been doing it for seven years. I've been training people for 13 years, but I do it. I don't need to go out there and tell everyone, oh, it's a mental health program, blah, 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 blah. I just go out there and empower people to start looking after themselves because that's, you know, it starts uh, mental health. You know, there also is an equation of mental meaning associated to that. So the way we refer to the things that have happened that we didn't like or whatever it is, but then also, you know, with our, with ourselves, is let's start eating better. Let's start thinking better. Let's start doing better. Surround ourselves in a better environment, making better choices, conscious choices, right? Empowering choices. And also out that side of that, uh, outside of that, which is like a lot deeper is your subconscious stuff. We do another program outside of that. But in that basis thing, there's the foundation for health. You know, well, that, and that's, that's, that's how I put it together. That links now moving into that think aspect. So the, the eat thing too. So with the think, obviously what you're doing there, you say it's not a mental health program, but it has mental health results. And oh, no, no. What I'm telling you is it is, but I don't tell anyone that. Yeah, I don't, sorry, go, around yeah. To, yeah, I don't go around saying, hey, it's a mental health program, blah, 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 blah. I don't need to do that. I just do the work. Mental health is a byproduct of what you do. You know, the more we talk about things that, you know, uh, how you say in some cases, if we don't, there's a big thing right now where share everything with everyone. Quickest way to fuck yourself up. Quickest way to feel that you're not being heard to because you're telling important stuff, personal stuff to the wrong people. The right thing said to the wrong person comes back and bites you in the ass. They say a rumor of you. Now they might actually judge you. So I'm really big on showing, making sure that people, if they need to talk to someone is making sure they got quality people that are professional uh, that, you know, can understand them and have the time for them, making sure they get to um, talk to those people. You know, so I have a lot of people that I refer people to within my programs 
as I as I talk to people. So I make sure I'm I'm running with the best team. And so in regards to the think side of things, I'm more interested and more into teaching people how to think for themselves rather than just what to think. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what do you find is the greatest challenge then for people to create that mindset of health or that mindset and that clarity of how to think and how to make the right choices? Well, in regards to that is uh, one big thing is what I, what I come across and, and I have come across a long time is a thing called learned helplessness. And what actually happens is most people who have tried something before, especially challenges or getting fit and things like that, is they've tried something that hasn't actually suited their lifestyle. It's probably been a little bit uh, extreme. You know, I hear, I hear things of like, you know, the lemon detox diet or something crazy like this, you know, or somebody fucking isogenics or this is kind of bullshit. And what actually happens at the start, they get very excited. You know, this is a secret. This is what's going to help me. They get sold on it. What actually happens is that, you know, they last three, four, five days, maybe 14 days. I had one chick who got told she could only eat meat for three months. And um, I was like, fuck, lucky you're still here. You know, lucky you're a survivor. <laughs> and then I said, to her, I said, like, look, you know, um, you know, how would you judge yourself? You know, did you, you know, did you fail that? She's like, yeah, I failed it right? She felt like a fucking failure, right? And she's there. She's defeated. She's like, you know, it took me so much courage to come here tonight because I've been beating myself up for so long since that experience. I was like, you are a fucking warrior. Like you, you are a survivor. You're amazing. It was the system you're following that was fucked up, not yourself. Mm. And I see so many people that, you know, try a system that's not geared for longevity and it's geared to fucking fail. It's, it's geared to not serve them. And what actually happens is the people blame themselves rather than understanding that system was flawed. And model beats mindset over time. Let me tell you that. You can have the best mindset in the world, but if your mindset is, you know, um, you know, my way to lose fat is to headbutt the fucking brick wall 34 times each day, you're going to have a fucking <laughs> headache. You know, and just because some expert told you that's what it is, is, um, you know, you've got to make sure that um, you make sure like, you know, how to say, if something is not working right now, a system is look at it from a, you know, granted perspective and actually go, hey, you know, is this system fucking geared for success? I kind of call it like the recipe. You know, it doesn't matter how good of a cake recipe you have. If in the ingredient list is there, is there, there is a fucking dog turd, <laughs> it's going to taste like shit. Right. And then so for someone will go, Oh, but I've got the best dog turd ever. A fresh dog turd, I put it all in there. It doesn't fucking matter the shit in it. It's gonna taste like shit. So a lot of people are doing such great stuff. They're dedicating themselves to things that aren't even serving them, whatever it is. And I like to show people how much power they actually do have, how much motivation they do have, you know, how much courage they do have. But we just tweak it a little bit so it serves them rather than them serving a sentence to it. So in the mindset side of things, helping people to sit back, reflect, look at it, look at what's actually happening without guilt and things like that and shame and all that kind of stuff because I don't get them to write out their food just so they fucking feel guilty about eating a chocolate bar. Like I'm very big. I say, I'm not the guy that's going to be fucking telling you you're never going to drink, drink alcohol, smash a box of chocolate, smash a bottle of wine on Valentine's Day or bloody end up in the gutter at 3 a.m. with a kebab after a fucking night out. I'm not the guy that's going to say that's never going to happen. But I want people to know what to do when. So when they go, hey, you know, fuck, I have been doing some shitty sort of things and I'm, and I'm feeling flat, I'm feeling low energy and, you know, uh, I want to change something is they know a system they can get out. You know, that's why we've got the book and we refer back to that. So have, give them a process that gets them back on track. 
So that's the mindset side of things is I show them how eating all this processed, high sugared fucking stimulant kind of food is affecting them on a chemical level. Mm-hmm. Right, their blood sugar levels, the insulin, all that kind of stuff. I map it out, and I, I have this bit of a presentation. I show them, and you know, I, I map out. You know, most you know, I get someone to show me what they ate. You know, and next minute they're fucking blood sugar levels through the roof. Next minute it's dropping off due to insulin and all this kind of stuff. And I go, hey, you know, if this fucking roller coaster ride was your um, your boss's or loved one's mood swings um, throughout the day, what would you describe them as? You know, everyone's like fucking psycho, you know, and, and, and they all have a bit of a laugh. I go, yeah, well, who feels like they are the fucking psycho, you know, and, and most people go, fuck, you know, and so I say like when we start to eat better quality foods, more nutritious foods, stuff that's serving us and, you know, where we're content, we're, you know, we're well fed. We don't need to eat this fucking biscuits in the tea room and all this kind of shit. Once we start doing that, we have a, a baseline of stability within our, within ourselves and in our daily routine. And what actually happens is I say is, you know, you're a lot more stable throughout the day because you're feeding yourself good food, right? Now, the thing is with that, it doesn't mean you don't have the highs in life. It doesn't mean you have the lows in life. What it means is you're coming from a more stable position to handle the shit that life throws at you. So you don't lose your shit as much. And so, um, you know, that's kind of how, you know, I, that's how I bridge the gap between the food and the mindset to have them understand um, you know, that how they feed themselves, you know, nutritionally as well, as well as mentally with you know, the shit they let into their mind, um, you know, can uh, affect them throughout the day. And I guess not just the, the fact that you're giving them those skills that they don't uh, have those, those not even breakdowns, but they don't lose their shit as much as you said, but what you're doing with creating those solid foundations is that you then teach them, like you said, that system, that process, uh, that model that you have, it, it allows people when they do fall off the rails, when they do fall off the bandwagon to know exactly what to do to get back on. And I find that that's, that's what I work on with people in every regard, whether it's around their thinking, their doing, their eating, whatever aspect of life we're working on, it's allowing them to create, empowering them to create those foundations because we all fall off. Like even, you know, me, I, I, I'm a physical coach. I coach around gut health and everything, but I still have times where I'll, I'll make, I'll consciously make the choices that I know aren't in alignment and, you know, have a few drinks and eat a bit of shit food and, things like that yep. and especially this time of year leading into Christmas and yep. I know straight away, okay, that's what I've done. This is the effects on my body but I know straight away what to do to get back on the rails or not even right. like a fall off the rails. It's just like, hang on, I've just taken one hand off. This is how I get back on and that's what yeah. I hear that you're empowering people to do and that's the real power. It's like that yes. don't, teach a, don't give the man a fish, teach the man how to fish. Yeah, man, I love that you brought that up, dude because, um, you know, my like – it's one thing to do something to better yourself, but then also like, you know, how do you say doing a challenge and all that sort of stuff. But what you just touch on then is a real uh, skill to teach someone is to bounce back on quicker. Cause what I say is success in regards to anything is, and what I see working with some of the most successful people I've ever met in my life, you know, amazing people, 10 times more successful than me that I that actually come and do my programs is it's not about the on times. It's about minimizing the off times. Right. And so the big thing about that is I call it the refractory period is the, the, if we can shorten the periods of off times throughout the year over, a, you know, 365 day duration, if we can shorten that and we can turn someone from a three month kind of 
person who every three months gets a health kick and tries to look after themselves for a week until they fall back off, if we can shorten a three-monther into a three-weeker, that's progress. Mm. If we can get a three-weeker into a three-dayer, that's progress. If we get a three-dayer into a three-hour, that's fucking progress, man, that you don't stay off longer than three hours after every time you fall off, whatever it is. And then, you know, I know I know, there's not that many people out there, especially the guys that want to be known for a three-minuter, but you can go to a three-minuter <laughs> where no matter what life throws at you, you're fucking back on in three minutes. You're back on track, you know. And so that's kind of success to me. So teaching that people how to bounce back on quicker is one of the most powerful things you can learn in life because we're guaranteed shit's going to come up you know, we're going to have challenges. We're going to face challenges. Things are going to fucking, you know, come out of left field that we didn't plan for and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but the quicker you get on, the less damage done uh, over time. Um, you know, that's a really important thing because sometimes like, especially because I talk with bullying and power man book and all that sort of stuff with kids. Sometimes it's not the wound that does the damage. It's the infection that sets in beyond the wound. So kind of like it's not the set, you know, the, the fact that you went out with your friends and got drunk. It was the fact the next morning you woke up and fucking had McDonald's. And then mm-hmm. that day you're like, oh, fuck it. You know, I fucked up last night, so I'm going to fucking eat shit all day. And then I'm going to bloody be miserable and fucking mope around and, and go eat more shit. And then when my friends want to go for a workout, I'm going to tell them they're silly or whatever it is, you know. So um, probably a bad example. But, um, yeah, man, getting back on is one of the – greatest skills anyone can uh can learn and you know that's a that's a big part of it as well so thanks for touching uh, on that yeah brilliant just quickly on the do aspect then it's obvious around physical movement is important in alignment with health how how much is your philosophy around working really hard or do you have an optimal minimal kind of strategy that you help people implement Mate, it really comes down to, um, you know, what goals they have. So I work with gym owners and, you know, support them in, you know, hey, these are the classes we have on offer. You know, do the classes that suit your goals. Talk to your trainer about that. Um, you know, sometimes when I run it online, you know, it can be as simple as going for a 20-minute walk every morning, you know, or, you know, doing home workouts and all that kind of stuff. So the do component really comes down to their goals, um, you know, and also the do component comes down to also getting your week set up. So, you know, there's, um, I, I'm very big on the do going beyond training and the do might include you cleaning out your fucking car. That's a disgrace. Mm. You know, you, the do might be making your bed because you haven't made it in fucking three years. And, and last time it was ever made was by your mum. you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, you know, you haven't cooked a fucking dinner in your kitchen since you've been living in your house for six years. You haven't even been in the kitchen. The fridge is empty. You know, um, you know, if your fridge is going to fucking be empty, turn it off. You know, um, you know, so the, the do component is these little things where, you know, we kind of lose track with sometimes. So whether it's cleaning your car, your house up, clean out your cupboard, you know, getting your shit together, um, that's a big component as well. Because like, look, gym life is great, but life is greater. And, you know, anything we do training-wise is there to complement our lives, not to replace our lives where, you know, sometimes we can sort of get lost up in this, in this world of just training as like being your life. I like to get mm. people to live outside of that too. So, you know, just say if you had a gym, it would be, it'd be me, me supporting you, uh, your members to train in the, in the classes and to challenge themselves and, you know, do your program and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it can be as simple as just getting someone walking because, um, you know, it's, it's, the program is really an internal, um, you know, like how to say, I get people to raise their stands internally in all aspects of life, which is, which is why it's so powerful because it's not just a one, one side of the approach 
you know, uh, and I used to use this um, example in front of a crowd where I'd, where I'd have one pencil and I'd be able to snap it in front of them, you know, but once I get three pencils together, I can't snap it. Right. And when you get five, it becomes stronger again. So a lot of people out there don't realize how powerful they really are and how much they can change their lives quite quickly when they do a little bit in all aspects of their life. Um, you know, and that's sometimes all it takes for a little cleanup, you know, just to bloody uh, get yourself uh, into momentum and looking after yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and tapping into all key areas of your life. I love that. Let's, um, let's shift. No, gears po- a little no point having big fucking biceps and you can't have a conversation with someone. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, like, like help people sort of develop a bit of a, an all rounded approach to their health and, you know, and, and see it in all aspects, you know, and, uh, yeah. So keep going. I love that, mate. And the, uh, speaking of big biceps, there's a there's a character called the Power Man. So I want to shift gears into that a little bit. <laughs> You've written yep. two children's books, and I believe there's a third one on the way. And they're very focused on bullying. Tell us about this journey and why you decided to contribute to the youth in this way. Were you bullied a lot? Were you, were you a bully? What's where has this come from? So, so the books, um, the books are actually. Uh, like how to say bullying's a theme in it in the books but each each book has a different theme as well so we've got five in total we've got we've written three we've got two more and I've got a team um, Nadia Wallen who lives out West Wild who helps me put the words and you know make sure the words are crisp and the storylines and all that kind of stuff so we have a pretty big team and Shana that does all the um, illustrations and so the big thing about the Powerman book is helping kids go beyond whatever challenges they're facing and grow from it you know and become the victor of their circumstances rather than the victim because in, in life, it can be very easy to become the victim and poor me and all that sort of stuff. And as I talked about before, is it's sometimes not the wound, it's the infection that sets in beyond what happens to us. And so many parents out there listening or people, you know, I guarantee you anyone listening to this is still holding on to something from high school or shit they've gone through that haven't really resolved. And that there can, um, can over time, can actually sort of take away from your spirit a little bit. And so in regards to bullying, um, you know, each, each story in the book, they're true stories. So the first one is about my, my friend and I, Daniel, who in the book's name is Stu. And he, um, he went through some bullying. There was times where I didn't know how to support him and be a good friend. And, you know, and, and, I, and I hated that. You know, I hated feeling uh, helpless. And so I went out there and I found out how could I support him better and get a little bit strategic with it. And we created a power plan together. And we're still best friends to this day. And, you know, he, he's now one of Australia's best guitarists and he's writing the theme song for Power Man. So <laughs> the big thing about with, with that and, you know, to go back into my kettlebell lifting days, uh, we don't, I'm going to get back and compete next year. But in regards to how I found kettlebell lifting is I had a notch nemesis at school. It was always, gonna, it was always telling uh, people at parties that he's going to bash me and get friends to bash you, you know, his older brothers and all that sort of stuff. And so at that time, I decided, you know, hey, I'm just going to let this guy fucking walk all over me and say all these things. And it was when UFC first started coming out. And I've, I've done a fair bit of martial arts uh, throughout my, my life. And so um, I started to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and we started to do some MMA training. We created, I created like a, a Jiu-Jitsu club um, at my local school and got all my mates together. And we... Um, and we started this club. We started to, you know, basically empower ourselves through learning self-defense uh, and all that sort of stuff in that time. Um, and it was, that, it was in that club that a high school teacher called Mark Elliott, who was ex-military, he came come and train uh, with us. 
And he also was um, trained in Sistema, Russian Spestas martial art. And, um, and he also had the first kettlebells in Australia. So he, he um, invited me after he trained, we trained together. He invited me to train with him and troll his martial art, you know, Sistema and kettlebell lifting. And, you know, I was, I obliged. I was like, you know, okay, cool. You know, out of respect, I'll come try your, your form of martial art. And that's how I found kettlebell lifting. So out of a bullying experience where, you know, someone's threatening me and all this kind of stuff is I decided to do something about it. And through that, I found the kettlebell and, you know, the kettlebells have um, not only allowed me to start my first business, train my sister, um, you know, change some of the lives of those closest to me. And also my town, we, you know, we created the first kettlebell gym, like official kettlebell gym in Australia in this small town of Leeton. You know, our whole gym was, uh, sorry, our whole town was training with kettlebells, man. Like hmm. we, the, the whole street was lined up with cars, you know, the, the camaraderie and the community spirit we created in, in those gyms. Um, you know, it still goes to this day. There's some people back down in my town. I'm still continuing on that kind of culture, which is amazing. But that, that gave me a vehicle uh, for change for myself. Uh, so I know how powerful that is. So with the book series, man, it's my attempt to pass on these messages that have benefited me onto younger generation and especially the kids that maybe don't have it or maybe a little bit different, maybe have been, you know, copped a, you know, the unfair share of this sort of stuff and to show them that, you can channel your frustrations and energy and all this kind of stuff and experiences into good for yourself and others. And, you know, that's, that's something that's my attempt with these books is to do that and to empower kids beyond uh, whatever challenges they face and learn and grow from it rather than let it be little and beat them up in life because it's super important. And I imagine that the books are more around the mindset and the camaraderie as opposed to the martial arts and everyone needing to pick up a kettlebell, the, the kids in the school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're not, um, they're not uh, you know, they don't talk about kettlebells and things like that. There are more stories of real life stories when I was younger, like in primary school, they're primary school kids' books. Mm. And just showing them how to be a good friend and, you know, the, the POW, POW, you know, POW stands for um, passion over worry, doing what you're passionate about rather than worrying your life away. Mm. Um, and, and power in the books is we talk about is power of words, the way we speak to ourselves and others. So, you know, the, the fifth book and final book of that series is talks about, you know, um, how to beat the bully within and the biggest bully we ever face in life is actually ourselves, you know, the internal dialogue. So a lot of people start off life and most people, um, start off with a, a negative kind of, uh, internal dialogue, you know, it's, uh, it's like, you know, uh, we're always judging ourselves and things like that. So helping people develop a healthier um, relationship and internal dialogue is, is the grand plan with that kind of series. And we do that through little lessons and um, play on words and, and different power plans and strategies taught in the book. Um, yeah, man. So that's, that's how that is. I love that. Actually with the, the bullying aspect, um, you mentioned Leeton there and I, I was actually, I went to Yanko for the first two years of high school, which is out tiny little oh, wow. that you would know out there. But, um, yeah. I, unfortunately that's where a lot of my bullying actually took place. And I was, yes. you know, there was a lot of that was, it was kind of known for that back in those days and year seven and eight was, a lot of experiences of actually being bashed a lot and uh, bullied about being a love yeah. job because what I was good at was sport and that's what, you know, what I was passionate about and that's what I went towards. But yeah. that was also what got me into trouble. And I look back at those days and think I still had the story of myself um, that I wasn't good enough and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm 
super grateful that I didn't actually buy into that fully and not follow that path. But I, I see yeah. instances all around and I work with adults these days where they're still attached to that story that they've been told about themselves of not being good enough, whether it's from family or friends or bullies or, or however that works. So yeah. awesome to, to put those right. real life experiences in there. And then I can imagine based on the chat that we've had and following you online, how much you bring in the, the power of the words to help the kids that these books are targeted at. Yeah. And then we really do that through the stories and that as well. When I do the school visits, you know, that that's what kids, like I know how much someone coming in and speaking at my school, uh, mm. changed me. You know, my best friend today is, is a guy that come and spoke at our school when I was getting kicked out of year 10. And, um, you know, but, uh, but more than that, check this out. The fact that you went to Yanko, I guess who is the teacher that they've employed now to go out to Yanko and change the culture, especially when it comes to bullying. Guess who it is? The power man. No, no. Mark Elliott, my fucking mentor. Oh, brilliant. Military guy. Yeah, man. So he's, um, he's just working out there now because they've identified it and they want to change the whole culture of the school and the school's taken a fucking beating, man. Like not many people go there anymore for that reason, dude, it's become right. toxic. So, um, so they brought Mark, they actually brought Mark in and it's a really sad story from Leeton where a school teacher by the name of Stephanie Scott got murdered. And so, um, yeah, school in Leeton got Mark to become a school teacher there to help facilitate and, and empower and, you know, sort of restore a bit of faith back into uh, that school because Mark's a very, very good character for that, very empowering kind of character. Mm -hmm. And so now this other school who's got this other problem too, they've also employed him um, now to go out to that school and help change it as well because he's a phenomenal guy. Mate, I love to hear that. That's brilliant. Will the power man make an uh, exposure out there or what's the age group that your books are targeted at? Well, the, the Powerman books for um, seven to 12 year olds. So it's for primary mm -hmm. school, but I have another program man called drive own your choice, which shows kids and we have virtual reality headsets. So basically these kids is man. It's like, okay, this is a half a million dollar program that I was lucky enough to have a mining company uh, fund to build for a community project. But basically this program, they put on these virtual he reality headsets and they go through uh, watching this kid's life and showing, and it shows the little choices he makes and how they, how they actually, um, how, like how he fucks up his life. But while you're watching the video through his virtual headset, we totally emerged in it. You think, oh, you know, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. But then it goes, oh, 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 wait up, wait up. Oh, here we go. Oh, fuck. And then boom. You know, it's like, you know, it's like uh, um, all the not too bads really stack up. So it shows people how mm -hmm. you can really through the choices you make, they can be little and subtle. It's like the death by a thousand cuts. Um, so not only do we show them, make them aware of that through this experience, which then improves the ability for them to make better choices in their own life. But we also show them that as you can fuck your life up through choices, you can make your life better. Mm -hmm. And once you know better, you do better. So it's a very empowering program for high school kids. Um, so that's the more the program that I'd go out there and do uh, for them. We've also got video games and all that sort of stuff that goes with that. So, um, Mate, yeah, who knows, brilliant. man? I could, I could, I could be out there, dude. It would be. Uh, I'd love to definitely go out there. It's that kind of relates back to, or kind of, it does definitely relate back to. You mentioned a word earlier there, and that's focus. And I say to people that the the fundamental, the number one skill that every human being should work on all the time is the skill 
of focus, the ability to be able to focus on what's important in the moment to get the task, uh, the executed, sorry, the task executed that's required in that moment, the ability to focus on what's important in that moment, because we often get distracted and, and especially with the school kids. And that's why I think I chatted to you about this on the phone when we were off air earlier, uh, the other week. And, uh, collaborated with Amber Hawken and the Calm Mind Co. And we step into schools and teach pillars and philosophies around emotional intelligence and skills to help them focus and stay connected to self. And, you know, a bit of vulnerability there. I've, I've shared this before again, but the reason why I get a bit of um, satisfaction and sense of fulfillment from that work with kids is similar to what you were talking about with the, the bully aspect, but also I had trouble learning uh, when I was a kid, I had lots of difficulty and I had to f- learn how to focus. It took me a long time, a lot of years. Uh, but the story I told myself because I was a slow learner was that I was dumb. I was comparing mm. myself to the other kids and I was dumb. So being able to step in and uh, you know teach the kids these skills of focus around that, I can see see why I can resonate with your line of work with your children's uh, books and based on your own experiences and where, where you've headed with that. Yeah, bro, mate, it's funny you bring that up as well because, um, yeah, I was a super slow learner and dyslexic and all this kind of stuff uh, as well. And the book, book four, dude, uh, actually talks about changing the internal language from I can't to I can. And mm-hmm. that's from a story where I was getting picked on because I couldn't read uh, and I actually lied about being able to read. And so I made a fool of myself and I knew that I'd lied. Um you know, and a lot of kids can relate to that because they lie and say these little white lies because they, they're embarrassed. And so, um, yeah, man, it just shows them like there's this journey of where I got bullied, couldn't read, and I went home, got my sister's goosebumps book and read this book one word at a time. And by the end of the week when I'd read it, I didn't even know what the story was about because it was literally one word at a time. But internally I went, oh, my God, I did it. I went from I can't to I can. And, um, you know, in that sort of journey. But... Uh, man, I was the same dude, you know, like a uh, slow learner and, you know, for a long period of time is I actually listened to other people's uh, judgment on me saying I'm dumb and stupid and things like this. Um, so, man, yeah, thanks for sharing me, Matt. And I can definitely understand why you're, um, why you're passionate about going into these schools because, you know, everyone learns at different levels. It doesn't mean you're dumb, you're stupid, mm. things like that. And the whole thing about school is you're meant to be learning and learning is about not knowing and then knowing. So, all you got to do is speed up that process um, and, and understand that and understand that fucking the, the, for life is all about learning. So there's going to be a not knowing. So you should just be curious rather than judging yourself on what you know already or what you don't know. Cause if, if, if we have a negative association with learning and that's sadly what happens with kids that go through this sort of stuff, when we say they're dumb, stupid and things like this, and they're not at all, they just haven't figured it out yet. And they probably just haven't shown, been shown the way for them to understand it. So uh, and because they're, everyone learns differently, um, you know, some people need a more visual learners, things like that. But the schooling system is more, is changing towards that. It's a big job, but they're definitely changing towards that uh, now more than ever as well, which is a good thing. And credit to you for being a big part of that, mate. Now, look, we're going to wrap up shortly. I'm very uh, mindful of your time and I'm sure the power man has got some places to be and some impact to <laughs> fulfill. Good mate. So I've got a few last questions before we wrap up. And firstly, I want to know what's three key take-homes that you want to leave with the listeners today from, from your life experiences and your beliefs? Uh, I'd, probably, I'd probably say is um, knowing 
uh, how to think is more important than what to think. You know, the what will change a lot of times, but for you to be able to reflect and actually look at your your life from an outer perspective and then make changes towards that, it's going to developing that skill without judgment or guilty and things like that will allow you to adapt and change faster and faster. The more you understand that's an amazing process. Um, that's one sort of thing is, you know, the power of words that you speak to yourself is, is another one. So, you know, check your language. And, and if anyone out there is, you know, constantly start to see like a negative pattern come up, there's two words you can use is cancel that and reinsert something else. And so that's a bit of a process I talk about with developing a solution-based mindset um, is, you know, you may have problems and challenges uh, or circumstances, but spend 90% of your time or energy or 80% on the solution. So, Obviously, there can be times where you're, it's a shock factor, you know, oh, this sucks or whatever. Don't dwell on it any longer than, you know, than you can, you can manage sort of thing. Uh, but start focusing on solutions as soon as you can and go beyond it. It's really important because uh, the, uh, the, the duration of dwelling is what normally causes the damage and a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, and the third one is um, – third one, man, is um, – you know, is I don't know. The thing that comes to mind, man, is the more you can um, learn to turn a negative into a positive and grow from whatever you go through, the more you win at life. Because w- the next stage of that is you start to realise that a lot of things that happen um, don't need to be labelled as negative. They just happen, and because that's how they happen. Acceptance. So the, acceptance. You go, hey, that's how it was. What can I do next? So a lot of people. Mm. When something happens, then they take it personally. They that means this, and that means that, and and hold on to it and stuff. Go, whoa, let it go. It's just like kind of like you know, sometimes you gotta let things just flow by. And um, you know, a lot of some people like um, is, you know, there's lots of challenges I've had to face this year, and you know, the last 13 years or more, 30 years. Uh, a lot of people are like, fuck, you know, why is that not affecting you? Like, you know, a lot of people lose their shit. And I go, well, you know, it's, it's I'm not gonna give it any more energy than that it's already taken. You know, so try and cut off that energy as quick as possible. So, I don't know. If anyone out there listening, get something from that. Um, you know, keep working on progress rather than perfection. And, buddy, keep doing your best and enjoy the process. Brilliant. All right. Where can we learn more about you? Where's the best place to follow you? Social media, website, etc. And then how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Um, mate, the biggest thing is uh, Instagram, Dave Powertabane, and Facebook, David Powertabane. Uh, Facebook's maxed out at the moment, but you can join another page, DPT, David Power Tabane. Um, the best thing for anyone out there uh, who not only helped me, but also helped their communities is I've got a community hero program where local business owners or people, teachers that just want to do good in their community um, can buy the books, the Powerman books, the class set. And we also have teacher notes that fit the school curriculum all around Australia. So anyone out listening who wants to collaborate, do some cool stuff, if you buy a class set, I'll, I'll put your town and school on the map for 2020 and you can, um, we'll talk, we'll chat. And then when I'm doing my tours, I'll come around and actually talk at your local school. So anyone out there who wants to uh, buy a class set and do that, it'd be exciting to work with, uh, with some of your listeners. Uh, or if anything, if you know a young kid, boy or girl, uh, the Powerman books are a great resource. Uh, they're fun for the kids. The kids love it. That's, that's how we got to number one book in Australia for its kind. And number nine out of every book, but it also has some meaning to it. So it's also empowering kids because I do believe in today's world, we do need uh, some superheroes. We do need some um, role models for kids 
And this is an attempt of that as well as provide a good role model uh, for kids and also showing kids that they can be their own superhero. So they're the best ways to do it. So I pre- really appreciate you uh, giving me the chance to do that. Dave Powterbane, you're a legend. Ow. You have an inspiring aligned energy that's creating a deep and rippling impact. Keep shining your powerful light to the world, my man. Mate, appreciate it, dude. Thanks for the opportunity. Woo! You. Ah, <laughs> boom. What an energetic soul. Remember, know how to think, not just what to think. Choose a solution-based mindset and learn acceptance to flip your negatives into positives. Make sure you follow Dave on social media. Those tags are in the show notes to this episode. And if you're keen to buy some books, you can find all those details on powmanbook.com, which is also linked through his social media and website. Also, don't forget to check out the details of our Gut Health and Gut Brain Connection online program that's kicking off again late January 2020 at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.